Welcome back to the show. This is Mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA coming to you from the Toolkit Depot studio out here at Optus Stadium. If you want to give us your thoughts on anything on the show today, you can on the Temperate Bedshed text line. That is 0487 736 736 or you can call us on the open line. That is 13 12 55. Another one I'd like to get your thoughts on. I'm doubling down on this today. Jacob Van Royen goes to the AFL Tribunal for his front-on challenge to Charlie Ballard in Saturday night's epic encounter on the Gold Coast. A lot of people are saying he should get off. And I'm just going to say what I said yesterday on the show. Jacob Van Royen comes at Ballard from front on. His eyes are never on the ball. He makes contact, whether you call it with a bicep to the neck or whatever. It's not a strike, as in a fist to the head. But there is contact, and Ballard leaves the field on a stretcher. I'm not sure how you do all that without watching the ball and don't get weeks. And let's stop the hysterical reaction about this. This is not about contesting the ball. This is about an attempt to stop a bloke taking the mark. If you're contesting the ball, you're looking at the ball, and he never did at any stage. I'll repeat that five times more before the end of the show, I'm sure. But now on the show, I have Peter German, the Perth coach, who, of course, is fresh from the Demons' first win of the season against the West Coast Eagles by 97 points on the weekend. Germo, welcome. Thanks, Duff. Mate, what was it? Was it joy or a bit of relief to get that first four points on the board? Oh, yeah, look, when you obviously when you first come into a into a new coaching role, yeah, yeah, that first win's always a bit of, I guess, relief. Um, yeah, so, you know, from our point of view, you know, we know that West Coast was certainly uh, undermanned and, and that sort of thing. But but I think our football's been improving every week. There's no doubt about it. Against East Fremantle the week before, we're only like eight points down with seven or eight minutes to go. So, um, yeah, so it was good to win. But, um, you know, I just think our team is always going to be on a path of growth and uh, improvement on a weekly basis. So we face West Perth this week, which will be a great challenge as well. So let's talk about that. I talked to Adrian Barrett a bit. He says you're trying to build from the bottom and, and basically that means from the bottom up and, and play young players and, and try and get development out of them. So how is that progressing for you? Yeah, look, you know, our back line has, has probably um, so far been the, the group that's been um, really solid for us. As I said, I think, you know, we played Peel and, and they'd only kicked four goals up till you know, halfway through the last quarter, you know, three or four weeks ago. And and again on the weekend, um, you know, kept them to one goal up till three-quarter time. And so, yeah, I think that, um, you know, it all, I think it always starts from your back line. And, um, you know, we've got a group back there. I think the average game a couple of weeks ago was 11 games, um, you know, and, and uh, I think Singh and Avery are our veterans with 21 and 22 games respectively. So, it, um, yeah, you know, so I think that, that that's um, how we're looking at it. Uh, we haven't, you know, we, we, look, we, we certainly went out to try and get, you know, see if we can get a couple of um, A-graders or ex-AFL players um, in the off-season. But, you know, as I said, you know, our, our probably history, you know, doesn't allow us to get a lot of players 
when they look at you know look at our history and, and it's not a destination club. So we've got to, have to build it from the ground up, and I think that the players so far, I couldn't ask any more of them their pre-season and what they've done so far. Um, to me, has been outstanding without probably just getting getting those four points each week. One good story for you, Jaden Hunter, comeback game from an ACL kick four on the weekend. I know West Coast are depleted at the moment, but uh, that must have been a good feeling for everyone who's watched him uh, with his on the comeback trail from that ACL. Yeah, just another player who you know right from the start hasn't really missed our training session now, whether that's been rehab or, or just getting his knee right. So to watch him work over the last you know, four to five months um, to get himself back into a position to play uh, at senior level, um, you know, it really was quite rewarding. That was um, you know, probably as, as good as any, anything that's happened so far at the club to be able to, you know, knowing that he's got some real talent and, um, and see him work his way into a position where, yeah, he didn't kick four, probably should have kicked seven or eight, really. He missed, I think, about three set shots. So, um, yeah, so he, he's um, he's one that, you know, we, we feel that, um, you know, is going to improve as the season progresses as well. Tell us about Regan Clark. Big game on the weekend, 33 disposals, seven inside, 52 goals. Yeah, well, I think he's only just really starting to, to find his... His feet again. In saying that, he broke his leg um, late in the season last year, and he and again had limited um, pre-season. But his professionalism and his diligence to to you know, work with his fitness, um, you know, made him you know to get back into senior football really quickly. So yeah, as I said, uh, you know, we, we, he's a sort of player we can play outside as a wing or a half forward, but he can also play inside and and had a bit of a run with the week before. So, yeah, look, he, he's a player that, um, you know, for him to, to get 33, and I think all our mids as well, I think Thompson, um, Cooley and, uh, and Corey Byrne all, all um, got around about the 30 positions as well on the weekend. So, yeah, our midfield was uh, quite dominant and were able to win the ball, which is, yeah, as I say, I think any, any coach would like that. And you mentioned Jack Avery briefly earlier. Um, tell us about his start to the season. Yeah, no, well, I looked at with a bit of a different one. He was um, initially going to go to Melbourne and, and uh, wanted to go play in the BFL, and that didn't work out. He came back, and he was a bit at sixes and sevens in what he wanted to do with his football, and eventually we convinced him to, you know, to, to come back and, and, uh, and play with us, and, and since that time, like, he had to come back and play, he'd do his penance and play two or three games in our reserves, and, um, you know, his last... Two to three weeks has been outstanding, um, you know, across our back. He's still learning. I think he has the, um, you know, the, the I want to say luxury, a great opportunity to work with Darren Rumble, who's our defensive coach. And um, and you can really see that, that with that back six, seven uh, type players, they're, they're really growing. And, and Jack's leading the charge in that area. I think he probably took about six or seven intercept marks on the weekend. And, and, uh, and I think any... Any defence, you know, that can get players who can read the play like that and then help set us up is um, is invaluable. So, yeah, look, Jack's been terrific. And, again, I, I think that, you know, his best football certainly, you know, he's going to keep improving each week. So you've mentioned defence a few times. While you're developing this young list, is the key to, to have a very competitive defence, keep the games tight, try and take games deep and teach your players to compete and hopefully eventually win? Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's pretty much it, Duff, because um, we, um, 
you know, I think when you've when you've been, at, I guess, at a club that's lost a lot of football over the years, you tend to get into that or lose that ability to actually learn how to win or know how to win. And and I think that um, doesn't matter where I've coached. I think you, you know you've got to have a rock solid defence. But all your players have got to play the part in that. I always say that you know our forwards have almost got to be our best defenders. They're the ones who have got to start our our pressure and and make it easier for everyone else. But um, yeah, look, I think if if you've got a solid back six, that really gives you something to be able to grow on. And um, but again, you know we're they're learning a different phase of, of football that they've probably played before and. As I said, we'd, we'd run it down back, and and um, and certainly looking to get get a greater offense from our uh, and run from our back six as well. Uh, you know, so it's it's just an evolving, you know, process at the moment. But it's one that you know, as I say, we've seen sort of in, in patches. It's really come together. But it, the key is to be able to do that, um, you know, for pretty much four quarters. Sam Stubbs did the pre-season at Fremantle. wasn't that far away from finding a spot on the list. He's had a slow touch at the start of the season and an injury. How's he tracking at the moment, Gemma? Yeah, you know, probably, um, you know, when he come back, he, he probably couldn't train for that first three or four weeks. Um, really, he had, that, had a calf. So, yeah, look, uh, the pre-season obviously done him the world of good in terms of just even knowledge of, of football, but you know, again, um, you're right. And Sammy's probably first to put his hand up and say he hasn't been playing to the level that he'd like to. But again, I just see little signs that um, you know, whether that be on the training track and just his commitment to to do the extras or whatever, that shows me that um, once he, yeah, I think once he gets his body into into the shape he he and us um, needed to be at, then I, you know, again, I, we know that we've got a quality player and and uh, and I think that. You know, again, there's another player that's going to be someone who is going to be able to play some really good football um, when he really gets himself um, in, in the right condition. It's going to allow him to, to do what he's been able to do for a few years now. Charlie Thompson was a Coburg boy. You coached at Coburg before you were up at Cora Rutherglen. Um, was, uh, was he one you brought across with you, and how's he going? Oh, no, I didn't. Charlie's probably more... Um, he's the nephew of a good mate of mine, Darren Steele, who play, uh, played with at, um, play at North, North Melbourne. Melbourne. Yep. So that was sort of, yeah, and that was a bit of the connection there, and obviously Coburg as well. And um, look, Charlie, um, what we love about Charlie is he, he's come over here for the, all the right reasons. It's, he wants to help um, build a football club. You know, he, he sees the, the vision that I have, and, and that's why we get on really well. And. Um, so yeah, look again. I think um, he come off an ankle injury, and so he had a really um, injury interrupted pre-season. So I think Charlie's got still got a lot more improvement in him. I guess um, it's a bit of a common theme between a lot of them. But uh, yeah, but look, Charlie's at the moment, you know, probably at, I, I believe at about seventy percent, eighty percent, and he's still getting his thirty and doing some really good inside work and and let the runners on the outside do their thing. So, yeah, look, Charlie's, um, and I think, you know, he's one that's, that's committed to, to um, you know, the, the process of what where we're at and, and uh, building it for, you know, over the next, you know, three to four or five years. One player who would help your talent and X factor would be Sydney Stack. Where's, where's he at at the moment? Um, obviously not playing seniors at the moment. Um, yeah, look, Sid, obviously, look, he got two-week suspension the other week for really, um, you know, just a bumper bloke. And unfortunately, the guy was 
sort of leaping off the ground at the same time, so it was a bit like a tunnel, and and um, and he ended up landing and, and getting concussion. The young fella, so he got two weeks, so that sort of put him behind. Um, look, he's he's got you know still a few things that he's got to be able to deal with um, externally, and uh, you know so at the moment we're giving him a bit of time and space. So you know we're hoping in the next you know two to three weeks that. Um, you know, he'll be back and, and we can get him up and going again. And, and again, if we can get him up and running in the second half of the year, and, and again, I think that get him in the right headspace, um, you know, we know that he's, he could be something special for us. So we're certainly, you know, at the moment, we're just sort of um, helping him with, with a few issues and, and hopefully when um, they all uh, get resolved, then, um, then onwards and upwards for Sydney. It looks like a good even competition, Germo, and it looks like there's going to be seven or eight really competitive teams. So it's a good opportunity to develop young players, isn't it? Because every week is going to be a test and most of the teams you face are going to be competitive units and well-organised units. So I suspect there's there's good opportunity for progress here if your players are prepared to put the work in. Yeah, well, they've shown that, as I said, right from the start, and even last night, um, you know, when we do our learning vision and, and go through our recovery and everything, you know, you know, there's still 50-odd players who are, you know, who are, you can just see that are still wide-eyed and, and wanting to learn and, and uh, you know, seeing the vision and, and probably seeing a lot of stuff that, you know, that they might have encountered before in terms of just the professionalism really, really required at this level because you're right. I don't see much between first and, let's say, ninth, really. Yep. <laughs> um I don't, I don't think there's, there's much difference at all. And, and, and as I said, mate, West Coast has got to be that. If I watched them pre-season, if they had their list, they would have been really, they would have been really, really competitive this year. And, and they may still do down the track, but uh, but certainly I see from you know be able Subi Subi to beat um, you know Claremont and you know and all those sorts of things. It's just a real lot of not much difference. It can be you know it's on the day. So as I say to our guys, I don't think we're that far away. We're the number one possession team in the competition by about twenty. 20 possessions, we're averaging something like 380 possessions, but we've got to be able to turn that more into, you know, into scoreboard um, pressure. So, and as I say, I think we're getting better with that each week. So, as I say, we're, we're certainly, we're not a basket case and we're not, um, you know, this, I think a, a team that's um, not been able to develop, I, I'm really confident and I know the board and our supporters and our members are really starting to see something now that they're liking and, um, you know, and, but now it's about really trying to produce that against quality sides and we've got, you know, a run of, of um, West Perth and South Fremantle and, and Claremont and, you know, as I say, I don't, think, I don't think it gets any easier. So I think that everyone's pretty much, uh, yeah, it's a really even competition this year. Jermo, good luck. Thanks for joining us on the show. It's great to have you back coaching in the Waffle Quality Coach and uh, certainly will be uh, a good person to learn from out there for the young Perth Demons. Uh, all the best against West Perth this weekend. No worries, Dave. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Peter German, the coach of the Perth Demons, of course, former premiership coach at Subiaco as well. Very fine footballer for the North Melbourne Football Club. This is Mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA. If you want to have your say on anything on the show, you can on the temperate bedshed text line. Got a lot of texts coming through on Jack Darling and the booing. That text line is 0487 736 736 or the open line is 13 12 55. We've got Paul Hazelby, Fremantle legend, coming up soon. Did I the team's win over Hawthorne at the weekend. But before then, we'll take a break.